This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Celtic Rulers TV, the Balls and Balls podcast with your hosts, Mark and myself, Paul. Join us on today's show, we will have Michael and Barry, that's Michael Dundee and Iceman from our form. Our form to the podcast is celticrumors.co.uk, where Celtic supporters discuss all things about Celtic. On today's show, we will look at the latest gospel news around Celtic. It's a big week for Ange and his new look Celtic, starting with a 6-0 win against St. Mirren at the weekend. Thursday the 26th, Celtic travelled to Holland for the second playoff round against AC Almer. And then the big one on Sunday the 29th, Celtic travelled to Ibrox where, where Big Ange and his Celtic team get the first taste of the first Glasgow derby of the season. And finally, should Celtic call out the Scottish Chefe, the Scottish Police and Rangers football to deal with the Tugs singing racist songs about Celtic Japanese striker Kyogo Fogahashi. Firstly, over to Mark for the show notes. Hey, thanks very much, Paul. Just two quick shout outs to Richie ROH. She started a new route of chemo today, so hopefully that's going to help him. He's just scan after that. AGG, Glasgow Green, good luck to him as well. He's ongoing fight with cancer and that. Tim Alloy, uh, Young Ben and Malika. But now that's us, we're at 469 subs, Paul. We're slowly, slowly getting there, but see if this thing with, with YouTube, uh, you need like a thousand subs with 4,000 hours watched to go on the partnership programme. Mm-hmm. We're about 3,000 odd hours if people watched. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're nearer to that than we're actually getting with the subs. So if you have not subscribed, please do so and spread it around and things like that. Uh, like the video and as I said before if you know how to comment even please leave a comment because that always helps us with the algorithm Perfect gospel news Irish League of Ireland player Liam Scales will be joined up with Celtic next weekend the Shamrock Rovers player will play his last game for the Irish Hoops against Instonian Talent on Thursday the 26th in their Conference League qualifier game Celtic are in pole position to sign Greek international for Greece, Giocomakis. The deal could be around £3 million fee or £2.5 million fee plus a 15% sell-on clause. German club firm Ryan also interested have struggled to come up with the price tag and have pulled out of the deal to sign the striker and has left Celtic in pole position. Celtic have joined to sign Dundee United centre-back Carl Smith. Carl Smith has been watched by a host of English Premier League clubs in the past 12 months. Michael will be on the podcast where they will get a, a lowdown on Carl Smith when he joins us on the podcast. 
Bowling available up front to make an offer for Celtic midfielder Ryan Christie. The future of Ryan Christie as Celtic is still up in the air. And with his six months left in his contract, contract no sign of a Celtic contract signed yet. Is it time for Ryan Christie to either sign a contract or get his agents to sort out another club for him going forward? Josef Janikic has become the latest rival at Celtic after joining the club over the weekend. He will provide competition for Anthony Ratson, who at the moment has become undroppable at Celtic's wing-back position. That's all tonight for Gospel News. We're on Celtic. Mark will now get the lads to join. I see Michael's joined us. All right, Michael, just, do you want to give us a lowdown on this lad, uh, Carl Smith? Uh, I, I, I read today that there was a host of Premier League clubs watched him over, over this, the 12 months last season and stuff. I don't think um, before I start a whole of everybody in the chat and that as well. Thanks to Mark and Paul for having us on again. Welcome aboard again, Mikey. Thanks for coming on. Just literally about two seconds in the door, so <laughs> so I've just managed to make it just in time. Kerr <laughs> um, uh, Smith, I'd, I'd be very surprised. Like I said, not that I said, I was one of the biggest clubs, but if you're interested in this guy to early, 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 like he says, this is, I don't know how long Celtic have been in. I, I thought he was away to Man United. Because mm-hmm, they've been looking at him as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they, they've been, they said the host of the league clubs have been watching him, but mostly the top six have been watching him as well closely. Yeah, so like I say, I'm surprised that, like he says, like Celtic should be interested in all players that are based in Scotland anyway, so... Um, is he that good, Mikey? Yeah, he's highly recommended, I think, yeah, he's highly recommended. What would he... He'd be probably mostly go down to the United Youth setup if he could kind of go to them, Mikey, would he kind of resolves and build up into the first team then in maybe a year's time or something, is it? I'm that confident in the guy as a defender anywhere along the back line that I think if Celtic were to sign him this season, by the end the of the squad. season, yeah, the squad. Yeah. Like I said, I'm surprised, like I said, Celtic, I would have thought would have had an interest in him anyway, like you said, because Celtic should be interested in all players coming out of Scotland. Yeah, that's what we've seen before, like that, any top player, Michael, that's in the, the, in the squads in Scotland, Celtic should be sniffing around them anyway, do you know what I mean? And I think, as you said there, Celtic have kind of come on late to this guy, Stuart Carr. Or Carr Smith, sorry. Yeah, like I said, they maybe never came into it late. Like I said, I would have, I would have expected them to have been interested for the start, but it's maybe just been made known now. Mm-hmm. That's but he'll not be cheap. No. He, people think because he's 16, or like he'll he'll demand a fee, and United will definitely want and set a percentage of this because he'll sell in the future. Obviously, you want to take injuries and you need to hope that they develop they develop because there's no guarantees. With like I was looking at that, that some clubs down, down in England were, look, were put, even putting maybe a three million, four million bid in for him. You know, that, yeah. that, that just to get his signature to put him straight in there, like just to get him signed up, Mikey. Yeah, like you know? if we're talking that kind of money, then I'd pass. Because like I say, with somebody at 16, there's no guarantees. But... Um, before obviously we went in, like I watched. Did you say we had Jonas with us tonight as well? Yeah. 
No, no. I thought you said we had. I thought you said Jonas. We we've Barry as well, Mark, don't we? Barry Stoke, Barry yeah. as well. So, but just before, but um, just going on about like if it's three four million, but that's talked about then. There's no way Celtic should even be considering that. Like, yeah, that no chance. Money yeah. for Celtic for a nah. But Mark, that just shows Mark how how really? the clubs down in Scotland wait this player that that like. Just talks of this about the money that they want him, and and that's big money to be putting in for 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 a youngster like and especially that's great a, money for Dundee United like big, that's a first you know, player for us that kind of yeah it's just short Mark the, when we spoke to to Jonas about uh, the setup they have down their youth system now that they're bringing players too but they're hoping to sell them on maybe they're 21 22 at an early price but 16 years old like just showing that the big clubs have actually taken notice of what Dundee United are doing in their setup you know. Because, like you say, in the past it's been proven. Yeah. Bringing players, but like you say, I want before we move on to anything else. I watched uh, Dundee against Hibs. I watch any Scottish game and it's on the TV anyway. Um, and I watched Dundee against Hibs, and the two-two draw it was a great game to watch. Celtic have got to seriously be in, like considering bringing that Josh Doig in as left a left back. <laughs> I mean, he he was unbelievable for Hibs again going forward. He he'd fit so easy into. Andy style of play as a left back, that that young Scot- Scottish guy, and he, he'd cost similar money to what they're wanting for that Kersma. Mm-hmm. So. But Barry, that's going back to what you're saying, Barry, as well, like that said, they should be in for the likes of Dying, Nesbis, and all these young Scottish talents. We should be the ones who are the front runners for these players, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know. Scottish market is the one that you should be looking at first and foremost because the players that shine uh, in the Scottish market and the Scottish game, they're the ones that you know are established already. You know these young players that you know, like Mike talks about, Doig. You know, there, there's many of them at many different clubs. They're on your doorstep. They're right under your nose. They're playing against you. Um, they, they're proving themselves. So you know, when you go into foreign market, sometimes there's a number of factors that you know could potentially. Uh, make the, the the move, you know, not a successful one. Things like culture, climate, language. The the Scottish market for me is one, like I say, that the Celtic should be exploiting first and foremost. Uh, the players that are right under the nose, the players that are excelling in this league, are the ones that we should be looking at. Mm. Better as well, but into the standard. I mean, a few years back, really, was there that many young Scottish players that you would have took to Celtic? No, I've many off the top of my head, but see, they know can name maybe three or four players of the Scottish game that would come in and do a real good job for Celtic right now. But that's what I put the mark. Like we're going out, we're selling uh, after the after the game on Thursday against Talent. Uh, Scales will be coming to Celtic. That that that's a done deal. He will be coming like after the weekend, right? But and I said it on the form, and I said to Barry, and I said to Mike like that. He's not going to come in straight away and settle into the Celtic team because he hasn't been caught. Like, fair enough, he'd be able to play against like the Hamilton St. Mills, but he's not up to scratch to be playing against the, the, the bigger clubs like Hibs. I put Dundee United in there, I put Kilmarnock. Do you know what I mean, Mark? He's not up to that level yet, so he's going to take at least three, four months max to get settled into this Celtic team and to the pace that I, like he will be suited to Anne's style of play, but it's going to take him up to speed to get to the level that Ange wants him to play. And there we have, as lads said, there we have Josh Dunn, who would actually simply fit into that position, do you know? Oh, definitely. It is, it's a thing, it's... I mean, Hibs will probably want quite a good 
amount of money for him. I've seen some places selling like five million for that dog, but if that's the price, I mean, would you pay that? You pay that for somebody in England? Do you get? I mean, well, Mark, look what we're getting for. Like this is the value. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like our Celtic looking like saying that these players aren't worth it. Like, dying is worth five mil. Well, we could see the same, Mark. That half our players aren't worth the. Uh, the 15, 10 million that we're getting for them. The exact same. I spoke about it before. It's the kind of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, never, there's always going to be a disparity between us and English prices, obviously, massively, some of them. But I mean, if Hibs value him at 5 million, and if they can get that for doing in England, they're quite entitled to ask for that for mm-hmm. Celtic. Even more so because it's like, see these bigger deals doing in England, the prices all got because it's like, well, why would we sell you a player that you could come back and beat us next season to sixth place kind of thing? So Hibs are going to be selling a player that's going to come back and play well against them for years to come and help sell It's going back to fucking Arsenal paying all the odds for that, uh, the Brighton defender there, 50 million, and United getting Varane for, was it 35, Mike, I think United signed Varane for? Like, it's just because they're English-based players, like, in this, you know? Yeah, but that's what, like, I, I mean, Marco spoke about this in the past. Celtic um, signed Scott Brown for four and a half million back in 2007, and everybody says that's a hell of like, a lot of money for a Scottish player, and look what you ended up doing at Celtic. So yeah. Celtic are getting, getting quoted four million now for Josh Stoig. Then, why, why, that was alright to pay it in 2007, so certainly alright in 2021. That's the market for for players of talent now. Like as Mark said, like Hibs are likely to ask Celtic for that type of money. Like do you know what I mean? Everybody you know? in the chat, like you said yourselves, Barry. If Celtic signed Josh Doig and he was our left back, you had Doig, Starfelt, Welsh, and you had got Ralph. Like that's you're starting to look at a quality quality side there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not confident in that Josh Doig. He'll be the closest player that you'll get to Kieran Tierney. Like people, people like to compare Kieran Tierney to everybody anyway. Yeah, he'll be the close, closest you'll get to him. That's and, my thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the closest thing. Like, like I, I, I do have my doubts that Scales will hit. He won't hit the ground running. Do you get me, Mark? He's not ready for, for this level yet. Do you know what I mean? I said that on the forum last night. Yeah. Well, I just don't. I said it today. Oh, you said it that. And then, like, he's kind of the project. He's the back. He should, for me, Scales should be like the backup left back. Somebody's coming mm-hmm. to learn the game. But we st- for me, we still need a first choice left back. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Seems to do you think maybe, Mark, one of the other reasons why we're signing is. And, and I said to Barry as well, because I spoke to Barry about this as well, through the Skype as well, there the other day, like, because he's he's so versatile that he can play centre-back, left-back and left-wing-back, maybe that's why they're looking at skills as well. Well, but with what you've said and other people have said, Paul, he's a, he's a good enough... He's a decent player. Decent player. Decent player, and I gave him that. And, you know, and, like, and he will get better, but for me... I mean, I'm not a game I'm not meaning this in a snobby way to the League Island, but I just don't think that Scales is at the level to come in. No, to take, that's to take foot where we want to be quick. We want to be this. This is the seat. Do you get what I mean? And that's what I said to Mark. You have two of maybe Scales yeah. are ready to play in the bigger games and that, but for me, the and, he's still. He's and that's what I said to you that, that if Celtic want to, to go the way Ange and McCoy want us to go, do you know what I mean? We, we, we seriously need to. Upgrade, like you know, what I mean, he's not going to come in, and we want some some to dispatch Taylor. Do you know what I mean? 
and he's not going to do that straight away. No, unless he ups his game dramatically, Mark, and he, do you know what I mean? But at the moment, I just don't see him coming in dispatching Taylor, and that's a worry because that's the only weak link in the the first team at the moment is Taylor. How, uh, how old is he, Paul? How twenty-two. He's twenty-two. So let's let's see what he does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could he, come he, in and surprise us all, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean. Look at maybe Abada, you know, was Abada maybe expected to come in and dislodge Forrest right away? Maybe, you know, he's a 19-year-old guy coming from a different country. It might have been the thought, right, we'll give him four or five months to settle in and, and see how he goes. He's come in and been up. Is, is it much harder? Well, I put it this way, Barry, too, like, like the attack and forwards, grand, they have their flaw, the thing. But is the backline position harder, the hardest point of of the team? You know, they, do they have, is there more pressure on them not to concede? Like, I know there's teams will score goals, but is there more pressure, you think, on a back line or a, player, a club signing the defender that they have a tougher job on the pitch to maybe keep the ball out of the nest? Well, I think, you know, with the way that Ange plays and the fact he's at Celtic, the left-back's going to spend a good 90% of his time attacking anyway. You know, and certainly that's the way that Ange uh, wants his teams to play. So I'd imagine if Scales comes in, he's going to be, you know, the focus will be on him getting forward and his distribution and his link-up uh, in an attacking sense. And granted, you know, the left-back position uh, is a defensive position, but like I say, 90% of the time you're going to spend your time on the front foot attacking. So, you know, like I say, I don't, I, I don't know anything about Scales, Paul, but... You know, I, I I get what you're saying completely. You know, it might take time for him to come in and adapt, but at the same time, he might come in and hit the ground running. That's it. Like, see what plans like, have got for him. Like I, JFP said, he was talking to a lad from Limerick uh, on Saturday, and, and he wasn't overly excited. But that's see, Mark, that's the level that people are saying, you know, because he's coming to he's coming from the League of Ireland. Do you get me? But don't like it, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter where he's coming from. No, he, I don't think it's a kind of signing that you would say you wouldn't get anybody excited. excited. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, I'm delighted. Like, I, someone from the League of Ireland is getting picked up, Mark for Celtic. Do you know what I mean? And, don't believe for a minute this is all some kind of favour Dermot Desmond to get money into this club. You know what I mean? People are making it out as if Celtic are only buying him because of Dermot. I was reading how he got recommended to Celtic, Mark. I was reading how he got recommended to Celtic, and it was actually Damien Duff. I saw somebody saying that. That, that recommended him to, to Celtic, so like... I mean, for like, two, two months ago, everybody on the forum and that thought the sun shone out of Damien Duff's butt, so we were, do you know what I mean? When we were, exactly. When we were questioning a player that he's recommended it. I mean, it's not going to break a bank, £600,000 or whatever, and... As I said, a guy who'll come in, obviously, he's a young player and he's going to learn under Ange. For me, he'll... I think, Mark, he's not going to be, a, for me, not going to be any worse than, than what we have there at the moment. No, no. Do you know what I mean? No. You know? Well, no, the, the, as well, it's better than what we've got there, than now. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's there, what I there's think. A lot, there's a lot of good players that have come out of the League of Ireland and been successful. You just have to look at the English Premiership. To see what they've produced, so oh, yeah, we just sure. need to hope that, that yeah, this guy's the same. We just need to hope that Scales is the same, and he comes in and he, he maybe surprises a few people. But obviously, Celtic have identified him. He was, yeah. Uh, so Han, so were looking at him. Bristol were looking at him. Preston were looking at him. You know, saying there. I mean, if he's caught the IE teams doing in England, Barry, if they took him out, nobody would be batting an eyelid as such. Do you know what I mean? Because I've done it for years down there. For, 
players for odd or over the world, basically, the English league. I mean, look at uh, Seamus Coleman. I mean, we turned chance to sign Seamus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been, there's been a number of players. You know, you even go back as far as Roy Keane and players like that, you know, over at Nottingham Forest. Like I say, the League of Ireland have produced a right good number of players. Shawnee McGroy, Shawnee McGroy, and and stuff there that came from uh, from Cork City that went to Preston, and you know, he's, he's done well since he's been there as well. Like so, somebody's somebody within the Celtic network has identified skills as somebody that they think uh, mm. is, is a good player, and they're going to go out and sign him. And like I say, we just need to hope that he hits the ground running when he comes, and he might surprise a few folk, and he might because you know, time in three months, <laughs> might be saying, you know, because Barry, I watched you, like because. Like Mark and yourselves know, I, I watched League of Ireland and you know and like he is a player like you know he scores goals like he like he's not like he he'd be the highest asset at the moment inside the League of Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that, that's the great thing I could give him. You, and I hope like I'm only just saying like it's going to give him time and and like. Celtic fans being Celtic fans are saying, oh, 600,000, he's not good enough, they should be invested. Just give the lad time. And under and like we saw what he can do with players already, Barry. You know, Absolutely. give, give and, the young lad time. Yeah, and, and I think, is, am I right in saying that 600,000 is a League of Ireland transfer? Record, record, record yeah. So, so there you go. So it is a bit of an investment. You know, it's not a lot of money in, in sense. It's of, a risk you know, taking for that or, price, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's a risk worth taking. Like I say, somebody's identified that this kid has obviously got potential. And like, obviously, you know, Ange would have had input. He seems to have input in every signing that we've made so far. So he's happy with it. He's happy to sanction the deal. He sees that this guy could fit into his system. So like I say, he's obviously got, I think he's six foot four. He's quite athletic from what, Paul, you've seen more of him than me. Uh, But I've only seen me clips of him and and so on. But like I say, this, this is a guy that, Someone from the Celtic network and scouting network has identified. Andrew's obviously uh, endorsed it. And now we're going to go and sign the guy. So well, let's see what he could do. Hopefully within the next two or three months, we can, we'll can find out that we've got a right good player on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, another game, another win in the league. Uh, another six goals scored against St. Mary. Lee Davida two. Tornhill got a hat-trick and Edward got one. Barry, I start with yourself because you haven't been been on so a while. The more they're playing on the edge, right? The, the more comfortable and 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 positive this Celtic side is getting. Definitely, Paul. Definitely. And like like we said before, with each game that passes, it's only going to get better and slicker, and the players are going to get more used to the system and and what they're being asked to do. And again, it was just a, a sort of carbon copy. And, and you know, you can forget about the fact that they got. Down to ten minutes. I really don't think that influenced made the a difference. I think I think if power had stayed on, I think the scoreline would have been the same. I don't I don't think the fact that they only had ten men uh, really influenced that. Again, just going back to what Ange's philosophy is, you know, he will keep on going. He, he said that umpteen times. We keep on going, and Celtic did that on Saturday. They kept on going for goal after goal. It was just waves of attack again. Really attractive football, brilliant to watch, and just continuing. The way it's been for the past couple of weeks now, in the past four or five games, really, really impressive. And Mark, when Lee Davida came in, we saw kind of a kind of a less fluency, Mark, down on the right hand side. But since he came back, I know he was kind of a bit sluggish last week uh, when he came back, but he's back to kind of full fitness again, and he shows again what he can do. I just. Came back with a bang, basically, didn't he? I mean, yeah. apart from Turnbull, he was, he was 
easily have been man of the match if it wasn't for Turnbull's performance. But I mean, two goals, he got an assist as well, didn't he? And other chances as well. I just he's, he's just going to get even better. That's the, that's the frightening thing about it for me, Paul. That, that lad Abada is just going to get better and he's going to tear his league That's up. the scariest thing, uh-huh. Mark, isn't it? That he's only 19 and he's getting better and seeing he will get better and better. And, you know. Look at the way he's playing right now. To know he's only been here a few weeks. Don't know how many games he's actually even played, four or five. And that, I mean, that perf- again, I know it's St. Myrna, I know they were doing it to 10 men, blah, blah, blah. Again, they're still putting in that level of performance for a young lad that's just arrived in the country. And mm-hmm. Barry said the full team again. I mean, the defence had nothing to do really all day. But, I mean, they're going forward the way they're passing the ball and moving about. And that is, it's brilliant to watch. It really, really is. And like it, Tony, again, like two goals again. Uh, he, uh, he got the previous game a hat trick. And we said that he was kind of looked a bit slow kind of at the start of the season on Ange. But he's really had to come into this position now as well and show us what he can do. I want to take time for all the players to get used to the mm-hmm. call he wants to play because look at like the tempo that he plays at the Hill Gym. Mm-hmm. I want to take time for fitness. Like you say, fitness levels have been poor for a few seasons now anyway. Yeah. So it's going to take time, but like I say, Turnbull, again, a few people were doubting him, including myself at the start of the season because he looked a bit off the pace, but he's just proven, like I say, how Celtic waited so long even after injury and still signed the guy. Because he's mm-hmm. like he's scored a hat trick. He could he could have scored five or six. Uh, he could have had, easily, Mikey could have had five or six. When was like, the last time? When was the last time we had a midfielder? That, 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 that I think it was, was it no Nakamura maybe. I think it was maybe against Dundee United at Donadice that scored a hat trick for midfield. Your memory will be better. When was the last time? When was the last time we had two players this season score a hat trick? So we had. Uh, Kyogre the, the week before, do you know what I mean? Like, 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 those goal scores are wrong. This team isn't there. Well, they, you know, know, Kyogo doesn't score, but still score six goals. Yeah, and you he, know, Kyogo could have, he could have had a couple himself probably as well. I mean, that they miss him, they missed just a couple of yards out, man. That was. But that's him, Matt, just getting kind of no, like people have to get. He's only getting settled in as well, because I see it on the. I saw it on the forum there. I saw it in the forum there, I, I, I don't know who put it up, and one said, lads, uh, forgive me for being negative, but Kyogre misses the simplest of chances, and we're looking to going, Pelter, yeah, hey man. Yeah. to be fair, I did know what he was meaning. Yeah, we're looking to go, yeah, like, relax a small bit, like, he's only human as well, Mark, isn't he? I, but, I mean, when you see his goal, like, uh, like Rogic set him up for the other week, do you know what I mean, the, the kind of, Volley, kind of mid-air volley, mm-hmm. and then to see him missing that on Saturday, you wouldn't. You just think, well, that's a tap injury. But I mean, better players than Kyogo have missed sitters. They have done in the world day in the future, so it's no big deal. It's just, well, if Celtic's playing the way they're playing, you're wanting everyone to hit the back of the net, really, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Barry, I want to go back to uh, the start of the season when. Um... Ange came in, his first training session, he had the mic on, he said, we never stop, we don't stop, we stop at half-time, and then we go again, and then we stop at 96, 90 minutes when we when we celebrate. Stephen Welch came out today and he said, at half-time, up 4-0, Ange's first words to them when they came in is, sit down, get your breath, because we're going to go at the same tempo, we're not going to stop because they're a man down, and they're 4-0 and we're phoning up, we're going to keep going, and we're going to keep scoring. 
it's just shown his philosophy that he, what he said at that first training session, we don't stop, we never stop. Definitely. And you know what, it's a, it's a refreshing mentality to have. Because, you know, I said previously, I think I said it for the, the Dundee game as well, the, the easy and natural thing to do when the game's over, which it was by half-time, 4-0 up, the game's dead, um, is to just take your foot off the pedal. But this is this is a mentality that he's trying to install in these players that, no, the job's only half done. We'll go out, we'll go again, we'll keep on going. And they did, you know, and we could have had, you know, umpteen goals. It could have been double figures. I know that's... Uh, figure of speech but it really could have been double figures on Saturday I think we're going to hit somebody with double figures if we keep playing like Mark three games four shots and goals three, ga- three games and 12 goals 12 goals and three games like I can't remember in two months last season Celtic ever having 12, 12 goals scored but a hun- do you know what I mean 104 shots Paul yeah games. That's ridiculous like it's ridiculous uh, stats that that we're getting like and and the best thing about it is too like we're not leaking silly goals as well like that's another good clean sheet as well Barry Inters you know oh d- definitely and you know the, as, as Mark touched on the defence had very little to do they, they really didn't have much to do but that's just purely down to the fact that Celtic just never let up they just kept on going there was no periods in time normally within a game of football you can get even against the likes of St Mirren's and Dundee's you can get a little sort of five, ten minute period where they have a wee bit of pressure, but that really never arrives. But that's his philosophy working then, Barry, attacking from the front. It's his philosophy and this is what he's instilling into the team. And, you know, we're reaping the benefits of it because the team are are, are coming out and they're doing exactly what he's wanting to do. And the thing is, the more he instills that into them, the more it becomes natural. It becomes natural to the whole group of players that, you know, games like that with your four nothing up at half time, you keep on going, you don't let up. You keep on going because who's to say, you know, if, it, if it's a tight league, you know, goal difference could make uh, all the difference. But it's more the performance, you know, than the goals. The goals will come. You know, we've got such attacking players and goals within that team. But the actual level of performance and the fact that, like I say, it's just attack after attack after attack. And, and that's been like that for now the last four or five games. And it's just been absolutely fantastic to watch. And he's brought the real feel-good factor back to the stands and back to everybody that's watching Celtic just now. That's it, Michael. It's the it's the feel good factor that he's brought back, and Celtic fans now are excited to go to the the stadium and uh, and, and watch the club. Like I'm not saying excited to go to, but compared to last season, being on the donors and you know, yeah, well, that's the fans are just wanting to just see a team that's trying to win a game of football. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, supporters, like says people like I've said loads of times. We never had the self entitlement that we should win everything out of the time. Yeah, like, we can take defeat and yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not going back to last season, but like you says, but this, this is what I mean. We just, I just want to watch, like you says, wingers attacking football. That's what everybody wants to watch. Nobody wants to watch a seat team sitting with ten men. And what, what I'm like really looking forward to this season is I always got the fear in past seasons, even with Brendan Rodgers, that when a team parks the bus. He doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, this, I think now, with the players that we've got and mayor to come in, I mean, teams can park the bus all they want. It's only going to be a matter of time before you get broke down. Eh? And that's that's a, that's a comforting thing to know that. From everywhere on the pitch, everywhere, it looks like goals can be scored. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Hart gets a goal this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What formation do you think we're lining up on? 
Congo. Got to be a two four four, is it? <laughs> That's it. Like a like a Congo. Do you remember that in FIFA years ago when you're losing, you type in formation says Congo, like everyone goes up front. That's what it looks like, don't it? <laughs> so, like you said, you listen to like, said, it looks like two centre backs at back. When you look at the full backs, it's like a five. It's like a six man midfield when the two full backs come up, like. And then no. you've, got, you've got the guys up front. Like I say to you, it's just a free roll up front just now. Aye, it's king that. It's, it's moving and chopping. That's, that's the best about it. I, mean, I spoke to Mikey about it. It was some now people put up their wee, their own wee graphics of how the team set up. But it was, it was one of the Celtic sites i seen it on Twitter. And he had it set up. It was like a 4-1, 4-1. And you think, well, I look, do you know what I mean? McGregor just sitting in front of the defence being the playmaker. And then you're two... Do you get what? It was weird, but it, it made sense. But then you see other line-ups of the four-two-three-one. But is that for me? Is for me the new? It's hard to pinpoint. Like, actually, how did Gonny say like set up on the park? Not one of our forwards, Max, uh, stays in one position. Do you get me? They're chopping and changing all the time, and no one knows who's picking up who. And that's that's something that Mikey said. They're like we failed to break down, even under Brendan Rodgers, like he said, and. And last season, Lean Lennon never had a plan to break down teams who sat back oh, 11 men against the ball. Dundee, but this movement, you know what I mean? Dundee set up, even the way... Yeah, they tried to do that, yeah. Hart, they tried to do it. Hart started with five at the back, and then most of the time there was like seven of them at the back, and we still went out and picked them apart. That was the hit we've said, we've spoke about it under Lennon, even under Rodgers, or that was sideways passing. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think in Rodgers' mind it was a see like doing maybe doing in England if you're passing it about the back the teams are going to come on to you exactly eight spaces further up but no if you're Celtic playing in Scotland they're quite happy like they're in half and let us pass no no team a, a team now in Scotland might be mad to try and attack Celtic because they're just going to open up our attack no. do you know what I mean that would be craziness to come out and yeah. and Celtic one thing I want to say though is that just because we're winning, we're not scoring goals. There's no need for Ange to listen to Kenny to put beats on back in that back line. You're just jealous of that big handsome woman nosing that, isn't it? Like, like, I know what, it was good to see him celebrate with the group and the players when uh, Avedon got the first score because Last season, kind of when we scored a goal, there was a whole distance between our backroom staff. But this year, to see the backroom staff celebrating, like it's it's good, isn't it? That was because of COVID, Paul. We'll just use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's, but, I mean, even do, we're talking about like the way the team all look as if they're playing together. But it's going down to the backroom staff are playing together back in this. Paul, we Gavin Stratton sitting there with exactly. Tablet, and he's showing the players are coming on the park and he's showing them. They know what they're doing. Ah, he's showing them on this. I don't know what he's showing them dirty films or something. But he's saying this is what we want you to go out here and do. This he's pointing out to them what he was doing. And for me, Lennon just never bought into that. Bought into that kind of side of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was probably one of his major downfalls. Because see, you know what the benefit. Stratton, you're looking to strike in there and Kyogo now with his lack of English and stuff like that. And if he has striking pointed to him what he wants him to do on the tablet, it's easy for Kyogo to understand the tactics that Ange wants him to do, isn't it? Uh, you know? f- f- football's a universal language yeah. when it comes to kind of that kind of 
visual tactic stuff in that. But I said before, I knew Gavin Strang was highly rated. What he done, what he does, I'm not hundred percent sure. It's a bit beyond my kind of comprehension. But he was well rated, and well, Angie's obviously looked at him. We've the benefits off him, yeah. Think so. I mean, yeah. Angie's came in. We said at the time, we've got to get Angie. I'd still think he will. I still think he'll bring in one or two coaches he's in at least plus before we even get into like sports science and stuff but mm-hmm. for me Kennedy's proven to Angie uh, Strack as well proven to Angie that they can do a good job for him mm-hmm. but Barry it's going back to what Mark said there like it's not just the, the first team that, that look positive and happy at the moment the whole backroom staff seem united as well unlike last season don't they there's no kind of rifts between them and the backroom staff anything like that anymore yeah well I mean the reason obviously they all look a bit happier is because we're getting the results mm-hmm. you know that and, and we weren't getting the results last year but it's obviously refreshing to see it and hopefully that there is a bit of unity within them uh, you'd like to think that there's a relationship between you know if Kennedy and that staying which it looks likely that they will You'd like to think they're all singing off the same hymn sheet and there is a bit of unity uh, within that department. But I agree with Mark. I still think that Angel bring in a couple of bodies. He kind of said that right now his focus is the transfer window mm-hmm. and assembling his squad. But once the transfer window closes, he's going to have a look at other things. And, and I do expect that to be maybe bringing a coach or an assistant manager within the group uh, to, to come in and join that, that staff. But uh, it's definitely when you see them celebrating goals and things like that, you know, you can see that there obviously is a bit a pretty decent relationship amongst them. Like, like you're looking at coaches there, Barry Rice, and, and I was looking um, at Manchester United there uh, uh, yesterday against Southampton, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has three coaches around him. He has uh, the fellow Mike Feeling, Carrick, and uh, the the other fellow is, is a Kitchen, I think, like that. So I think that's his name is. But like he's three kind of foster, like they'll be kind of his two assistants and. Mike Feeling then is his actual assistant. Do you know what I mean? So you need kind of different voices as well around you, just not one coach or two coaches. No matter how many coaches you put around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's not going to make him a good manager. <laughs> Honestly, don't, I can't believe he's a manager in Man United. I really, that's just crazy beyond belief. Compared to the, what managers are actually out there now, Mark. Do you know what I mean? What they could have got. Big Ange. Big Ange would, big Ange would have ran a mock at Man United. He really would have. Would have dogs with the players they have, wouldn't they? Rashford, you've Lingard, you've Sancho. Jesus. Aye, he'd probably even get, a, get Pog. Try using And then you have a defensive manager who plays two defensive midfielders in that, in that Manchester United team. I mean, that Fred. You know? That Fred. I, I, I don't know how he's a professional football player, to be honest, Paul. Mm-hmm. He's, he's up there with like Raphael now. He's one of the worst Brazilian players I've ever seen. He's an accident made to happen. That's what, that's what he is, yeah. You know? But just going to, like, it's good to have some some different coaches around you, Barry, isn't it? To, to get a different view of maybe different coaches and different games or something, is it? Well, you know, the ones you've just mentioned there as well, it's all different levels of experience mm-hmm. as well. You know, you've got Mike Feeling, who you know, has, has been in the game for decades, uh, and Michael Carrick, who's, you know, sort of a fresh young coach. But, you know, I, I think as well, like we spoke about it previously with regards to, to our own club, and, you know, Ange, I kind of had the opinion that, you know, to bring in his own sort of backroom staff or, you know, 
assistant manager and coach, it would have helped him settle into the country. Well, I mean, he's been here for a good wee while now, but he knows the relationships of his, his past assistant managers. And he knows who works well with and who he doesn't. Um, but like I say, we don't know. It could be that he's really fancying the, the staff that he's got there just now and maybe doesn't feel the need. But I kind of thought it from you know a point of view settling into the country. Uh, but I know he's got his wife and his family over now. Um, but yeah, like I say, I, I would, it would surprise me if he didn't bring in at least one. Maybe even, one. Maybe even Rogic is the kind of help him get used to the... Oh yeah, yeah, settled into the void, yeah, exactly. You know, showing him a supermarket that sells kangaroo meat. But uh, I've seen that he's, <laughs> he's mentioned that his family and that sort of here, so that's obviously going to help him get settled in as well. Has Rogic kids, kids, Mark, has he? What? Has, has Tom Rogic married and kids in Scotland under Dedham's? Oh, I don't... Does he have kids? I don't know. I don't, I don't know him that well. <laughs> Just one thing, like I, like I, I, I don't know if Rogic would, would have kids. Mikey, you'll have to sort that out. You, <laughs> uh, going on to clear ratings, lads. Uh, look, Barry, start with yourself because it's the first time you you came on. If you want to start with the first team and work your way through us. Yeah, no, as well. I, I give Hart a seven. Uh, I don't think he had really much to do, but anything he did do was pretty assured. And, and like I said, just that sort of confidence of having him in, uh, in the goal um, I gave Ralston an 8 because I just think that that's the level he's at just now I think that you know he's not dipping below that I think every game that passes he's getting better he's, he's so, so comfortable on the ball yeah. which I don't think he's always been so he's really you know riding high on the crest of a wave just now um, also gave Welsh an 8 I think his sort of distribution again whilst he didn't have a great deal to do uh, defensively I think he's you know, starting to attach his distribution, he's sort of driving forward, kind of the way uh, Ayer did uh, when he played in there. So I gave him an eight. I gave Starfelt a seven. I don't think he really put a foot wrong. Um, again, you know, not great deal to do defensively, but he didn't. I don't think he made any mistakes. Same with Taylor. I also gave him, him a seven. Um, I gave McGregor an eight. You know, whilst I don't think he was spectacular, I just think he's the one that you know that was said before. Everything started off with him. You know, he started off the majority of attacks. Um, Turnbull I gave a 9 you know I don't think it needs much explaining Hattrick should have had a couple more just absolutely fantastic creating the whole lot um, Christie I gave a 7 again I think you know he, he had a solid enough game nothing too spectacular uh, Kyogo also gave a 7 I thought I was a wee bit quieter I don't I don't think he's he's probably as effective on the left as he is through the middle um, Abada I gave a 9 uh, again you know he's two goals a constant threat, a constant menace to, to their fullback, very direct, a, a joy to watch. Um, and I gave Edward an eight, you know, he got his goal, he, he raised his game a bit, you know, because of the way Kyogo's been playing. Um, subs, uh, Rogic gave a five, Soro gave a five, you know, they come on sort of later in the game, didn't really uh, have a great deal to do. Ayete actually gave a six to Ayete because I thought he showed a pretty decent attitude when he came on. He had a part in this uh, Turnbull's uh, last goal, you know, he won the ball back by chasing down, and he was stronger than the guy. So I gave him a six, and, and the man the match overall was Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Mark, yourself, yeah, me, I gave Joe Hart a six, Paul, just because he had nothing to do, really. But that was really it. Just I didn't, didn't, didn't have a save to make. A... Is it is it comfortable that we're not talking about a keeper and a keeper's mistakes, Mark, in the game? This things does make some change, I. Yeah. Ralston, I gave a seven. Good performance. Wasn't needed today. Much defending. Uh, Welsh, I gave a seven. 
an easy after the easy game done what he did do well. Starfelt, I gave a seven just the same again. He looked steady enough, but it was an easy easy afternoon. And one thing about Starfield, hopefully that kind of maybe helped his confidence. Gives him confidence, yeah, exactly, Mark. And you know, because there was a lot of kind of pressure from from Celtic fans on on, on Twitter as we spoke about in the last. Like hopefully that gives him a bit of confidence now, Mark, don't it? Uh, it, was a comfort, it was comfortable enough for him. It, it mm-hmm. Not today much, but that was a, maybe a plus. Taylor again, I gave a seven. He didn't. He, again, nothing he did defensively, but I thought he did decent enough game and he set up a badder as well, didn't he, for the goal? I thought he'd mm-hmm. done well with that. Nice class. Aye, uh, McGregor, I gave a seven. I just didn't think he was. He, the way he's been playing up to that high standard kind of thing, but uh, it was good. To, it was good to think he might actually getting taken off as well when the game's done and dusted. There's no need for Callum. We've spoke about it. No need for McGregor to play every minute, every game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Turnbull, man, man of the match. Just thought uh, excellent, just a excellent performance all around for him. Hat trick for me was for me he was pumping strings more than McGregor. Turnbull for me was a kind of heartbeat of the team. So he was my man of the match. Ryan Christie didn't he? He didn't do well. He's been doing other games recently, but he did a decent enough game. But I still don't like him. So I only gave him a six. Mm-hmm. A badder, he was another one that could have been man of the match, as I said earlier. Own two goals, one assist. Just that guy, just what, what a talent he is. He really is. I'm just, I know Mikey watched lyrical about him when we were signing him and things like that, but he really is. He's blew away all. Well, it's well, it's well, Mark. Like... Blew away my expectations, even for what Mikey had said about him and things like that. Uh, Kyogo, uh, I thought he was still, although he didn't score or that. Set up two goals. He was always putting in his shift, running about, chasing the ball, doing that. So I gave him a seven. Edward put in a decent shift to go to a goal. So I gave him a seven. Uh, Sorrow, I gave him a five just to come in and just tidied things up, kept it, t- kept mm-hmm. ticking over. Rogic came on and kept the, the forward momentum of the team. He carried that one. So I gave him a five as well. And I, yeah, I just gave a four. Because he did, he was wasn't on very long, but as Barry says, he, he seemed to do a fair bit of running. Just going on that, Mark. Yes, uh, 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 can you see him after these kind of performances now, and that he seems to be getting fitter and fitter? That maybe he will be still part of Ange's plans. You know, because it. But a big, I don't think so, Paul. But a big push for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Give him more chances and more game time than he has. If he did really any plans for him. Because we said before, when he came on in pre-season, you could tell he'd lost a bit of weight and he was looking a lot fatter. So mm-hmm. how much... How much much more can you do, Mark, at the start? You know what I mean? That, that The big question is there, like, is that there's so uncertainty around Edward and yet he's still not getting a kind of a, a proper look in there. Do you know what I mean? Like getting a few minutes here and there. Like he, I think, yes, he could be moved on. You know, if not this chance for maybe January mark or something like that, he could be moved on. Well, I've said his agent's been talking about Europe, kind of idea for a while, but I don't know if anybody's actually shown any kind of con- concrete interest in him yet. But as a window, mm-hmm. Paul, you know, you know what happens yourself with the window. Exactly. Players, do you know what I mean? Players that weren't on clubs' radars all of a sudden come on their radar because they can't get the first, second, or third pick or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Man the match, so was yourself, Mark Turner as well, yeah? Uh, Turnbull was my man of the match, Paul, I. Yeah. Mikey, yourself, what? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mikey, you there? Sorry, yeah, you are in my player range, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I gave the goalkeeper and fed all sevens. Mm-hmm. Like he says, like he says, anybody that watched the game can see that they wouldn't exactly under at all. But whatever they needed to deal with, they dealt with well. Um, I gave McGregor a seven, Christie a seven, Edward a seven, Kyogo a seven. I gave Abada a nine, and I gave Turnbull a ten, just because a penny midfielder gets a hat trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some going, is it? So that was my ends. I, I didn't really do the subs like that's all right, boy, because when he came on a few minutes, uh, yeah. Barry, I spoke to Lads about our new signer there on the last podcast, uh, Yavshik, and when he's coming in, he, he's, he's going to find this a bit of a task to to ship Ranson f- from the right back position, isn't he? Oh, without, without a doubt, you know, there, there's no way now that Ralston can be dropped. You know, I think uh, Juranovic is going to have to bide his time. Uh, you know, if you if you turn the clock back, you know, to, to the start of the season, mm-hmm. you know, the early games, we're all crying out for somebody to come in there and take Ralston's place. But you know, you've got to give massive credit to Ralston for the way he sort of stepped up and he's dealt with the criticism. You know, he's dealt with the pressure and the fact that you know people just thought he was not good enough, uh, and he's really stepped up. And I don't know who it was. There was somebody actually at the weekend there. It was one of the TV pundits who said. You know, he's now got to be in recognition for an international call up. I don't know mm-hmm. if I agree with that, but you know, the Scotland squad's going to be announced uh, very soon. But for, for from where he was maybe three, four weeks ago to, to where he is now, it's just been a huge improvement. And like I say, massive credit goes to the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you're absolutely right, Paul. You know, Juranovic, for as good a player he is, and, and the fact that we've spent a bit of money bringing him in, he will have to buy his time because just now there's no way he can drop Ralston. Mm-hmm. Mark, you, we spoke about that as well yourself, like that like, he's not going to come straight into the team like, and if Madison has proper competition, it's good for Celtic as well, like, that we have proper competition in this, something we never had for a, a good few seasons, this right back position into. Well, even like that aside, about just players coming in I mean, well obviously, James McCarthy didn't have a full pre-season, so that's one of the problems with him, they now getting his fitness up but, I mean, mm-hmm. James McCarthy's Start with the bench kind of idea most of the games, and Gerana will just need to come in. And for it would be totally unfair. It would be a new Lennon type of decision. Yeah. Oh, like we've done with the young left back uh, Montgomery, as he's Montgomery Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. They said so Ralston until Ralston 
is either out injured or has a loss of form or needs and let's be honest as well, he does need him he would be getting rested if he did have another right back as well. So maybe that would be why that's what I've said is that because he plays such a high tempo game that players would need rest and he needs players in positions to, to be basically Mark to be able to rest players. Like I like the idea of what Mikey was saying, maybe throw him off to the left and see if he can do a job there. You know? Because I think, I think as well, uh, Buzz might be, but I think, I think Ralston's the only player under Andrew's played every single minute since Andrew's come in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, Ralston's played every single minute. So you will need a rest. Um, but like I say, you know, there's no way you can, you can drop him out of the team the way he's performing. No, you can't <laughs> drop him out of our performances. Again, if Ange decides to rest him and Juranovic comes in and odds onto the jersey, again, it's back down to Ralston. But I mean, really, that's a good choice. We've got the new into it. It's a choice we never, yeah. we never envis- envisaged. Is that the word? Because, man, at the start of the season, we didn't even con- con- uh, think of Alisson being even a backup at Celtic. We didn't like, you know what I mean? And, or, and, or wrote him off. Everybody had wrote and him. That's, I mean, and that's what we like to see, isn't it, Mark? Well, Players prove us wrong. No, I mean, we, never, we weren't heavy slagging him off. We just said he was never going to be good enough to be a Celtic player. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's rammed the words right back down my throats, to be honest. Exactly. It's a fair play to him for doing that and knuckling down and like, applying himself and by really, I mean, obviously he's really, really buying into what Angie's trying to do. So, I mean, good mm-hmm. to the lad. The way he's playing the new, I'd have another contract in front of him for the... I know he's... Cut him down. Aye, I'd have a game tight. Exactly, Mark. He's really proved himself for these last few games. He has got a future in Celtic. Exactly. Uh, I think as well, Mikey, the only downfall at the moment is that we don't know what's happening with Christie and Edward and that, that they seem to be kind of dragging on every day now, don't they, Christie and Edward? Well, like I say, well, hopefully Lovrich coming in for Christie and Jack mm-hmm. and Edward. It's, it looks quite obvious that they'll be away at the end of the thing. Like I, say, well, I, I think that's nearly a done deal, isn't it? Jack Marker saying that's nearly a kind of it's packed in nearly a done deal now at this stage, isn't it? Jack, well, that'll be good for you, Paul, because his nickname's Jacko, so that'll be easier for you to say than Jacko. Well, thanks for that, Mike. He's trying to stick to that, Jacko. <laughs> Jacko, that's, that, that's what he gets called. So, but Jacko Marcus coming in, and hopefully Lovett coming in. Like I say, I'm not wanting any like, uncertainty, uncertainty in a squad. Just exactly. So, like I say, let Christie move on, get Edward move on for some decent dough, get Lovett in, get Jacko Marcus in, get Doigan. Maybe Ferguson as well, and everybody's happy. <laughs> no, but see, right, without Ferguson, right, the other, right, we'd love, right, we're talking about Doyle earlier on, if we did bring him in, but if we get that Lovrich and Jacko in, I mean. Some signing, some chance for window. It's, it's an unbelievable window. Because, you think of it, Mark, in two months, and if we sign those players, that's a whole starting 11 on top of what we already have there. At, on top coming into an already winning team. And plus, Paul, it's, it's the quality. It's the actual yeah. quality of the signings. I mean, like, we, we obviously, we've obviously stayed back there. Joe, sorry, we, do you know what I mean? Yeah. A, massive, a massive name. James McCarthy, years of experience in the Premier League coming in. That Lovrich, the way Mikey goes on about him, kind of thing. Kyogo, Abida, the way they're all playing in that. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's been. It's because been the best transfer window in my. He had in years. Supporter. Because, Mark, we, we were constantly saying, and we were saying to Barry Michael as well, that we wanted to be signing players who were coming in and improving in what we have, like better than what we have. 
and we've certainly been doing that now, haven't we? You know. Well, it needed to be first team yeah. coming in. No, I mean. We all, I know people moan about projects and this projects that. We will still be signing players that are projects because that's the way, the way Celtic needs to needs to run as a club. But we all knew that we needed X amount of first team ready players. There was no point in going out and buying all young players that were going to take away with Seattle. And Angie's hurt. He's, he's kind of mixed it up and he's he's delivered with everything. Mm-hmm. He's delivered but unbelievably to a level that we can't really. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be at that kind of level already, that's what I'm... Exactly. How, everything just seems to have clicked into place. It seems like we have a CEO now, Barry, that actually listens to our manager and he he knows the kind of players the manager wants and lets him have this say on the final signings, which should have been Celtic maybe for the last 10 years, but it, it wasn't happening to the piece of our era. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what seems to be the case, but it seems to be the relationship, I mean, right from the off, I think you could see there was a relationship there between uh, Dominic Mackay and Ange, and obviously, like I say, they're all singing from the same, uh, same hymn sheet. Ange has said himself, he's you know playing a heavy part in the recruitment and the players that are coming in, and, and that's really what you need, it, in my opinion, you know, you don't want CEOs to be signing players that maybe a manager doesn't fancy, or which, you know, has happened in the past, Um I think they've got the balance right. They've got the balance right in the sense that they all seem to be singing from the same hymn sheet, all working together to, to put a squad together that's going to give Ange the platform to then go on and base his philosophy and get the team playing attractive football, which is what he said he wants to do from the start. But obviously, in order to do that, he needs to get the right players in the door to, to fit the style. And that seems to be what's happening. Uh, so far, I don't think there's not been any sort of early signs that any of the signs made aren't really up to task. They all seem to be uh, performing to a certain level. And like I say, I think there will be more. I mean, I think we can all agree there's going to be, I think there's eight days left of the transfer window. There'll be a, a plenty of comings and goings between now and then. Uh, I'm pretty certain of that. I'm expecting at least maybe three, if I'm honest. I, I think a striker, uh, a left a left forward, maybe Lovrek, Lovjack, if he comes in. And I think it'd be scales. But if there's another left back coming in there, I would be happy. Like a lot of people say we need another centre back. Can we see another centre back coming in, Mark? Do you think? Uh, I'd maybe well Julian, well I mean we've still got Julian to come back as well, so that's just where I would maybe look at bringing in a loan sign. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've s i mean i know I moan about them, but I've said it as well. There's a time and a place where loan signings can can work out for just even if I just keep your numbers up and getting some half decent young player, fair, say Man City's youth, is going to come up and even train with the first team and be out in the snap. Even if he got this Japanese lad or something like that on loan, Mark, or something like that, you know? I think he's seen no away somebody else already. That, I don't know. That was at the Olympics. Yeah, see, where is he? Uh, I think he's gone. Uh, I think he's gone to Schalke. Schalke, that was who it was, aye. Schalke, is it? That's that sort anyway, so... No, but just, aye, but see somebody like... Something like that. Yeah. It was a great... I mean... There's, there's players there, Mark, like... There'd be players... Yeah. That would, uh, young players that would enjoy coming in and even... I mean, they're going to, they're going to come to Celtic and leave in a six months or a year's time being a better player after working under Ange. So, I mean, mm-hmm. unless Julian was... Because the, the team with Julian, Mark, he seems to be getting... Setback after setback when he's due to come back, he seems to have another setback. Like, you know, I think Julian's going to be kind of a hit and miss this season with injury. Uh, he always has been. 
I think yeah. I think if Julian had been fit this year, he'd have been moved on. Mm-hmm. Like this window, I think if he'd been fit, I think he would have been moved on. He was, he was looking for a move last summer, so I don't know why anyone would have changed when he's just sitting his backside for most of this mm-hmm. season, well, that last season. And at the moment, like, I, I, I can't really see where Julian would fit in at the moment because, like, Welch has stepped up to the plate. Starfield, you know, he had to think, but he grown to that position. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you really do need another centre-back because you don't want to be relying on these on to step back in there either, so you don't, you know? Yeah, I, I, I've always, I always think that at any club you need four centre-backs. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that there'll be the argument, uh, the case that well, only two can play at one time, and, and I get that. But for me, you need four centre. And, and like Mark's touched on many times before, Celtic play enough games mm-hmm. in a season whereby you can still give you know four centre backs plenty of game time. And then and then you've also got the likes of things like injuries and suspensions and, and things like that. So I've always been of the opinion. That you, you know, with a system, you if you play four at the back, if you play two centre halves, you should have four good at the club. And like you say, Paul, just now we've got sort of two fit ones in Welsh and Starfelt. Julie's coming back. If any of them pick up injuries or suspensions, you are reverting back to Beaton. Yeah. And that is a that's a that's a that's exactly that's a risk. Like in straight away, you'll know yeah, that Beaton is going to make I, a mistake. I would love to see another centre back coming in. I, I like that. I was kind of thinking along the same lines uh, as yourself, Mark. You know, we don't necessarily have to go and spend big money. We could look at the loan market. You know, I'd be even happy, Mark, to to promote Bosman Law up to the first team rather than have Beaton in, in that back line. Didn't it allow to do that with the rules here or that, Paul? He can still get caught up once he hasn't. He can still be caught up now. He seems to be strolling through that. Oh, without, without a breeze, with a breeze, Mark. With a breeze, I, I, what, what I'm reading about and what the lads are saying, JFP, uh, John was saying it to us, uh, Mike, you said it to us, like, like this fellow would be a step up, like two steps up than, than Beeson because he, he's a defender and he can read the ball. Like, Barry, I, I, I don't care what people say or things like that. They, or they were doing the end of their careers that they can because they played a defensive midfielder all their life, that they can slip back into to the back line. They still don't know how to play with no players behind them. They're no, not I, that I, way. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't, li- I don't like players playing out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, listen, I understand players can slip into a position or you know step in there, but no, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't have no problem with what you're saying with uh, Loyal Boston Law. I mean, he was getting big raps, you know, at Watford. Watford wanted to keep him. The boy Troy Deeney said, you know, he's one of the best uh, young players that he's seen uh, coming through the ranks at Watford. Uh, you know, so like, these guys I was, when, I, when uh, we signed him, like, I was buzzing. When we signed him, I was buzzing. That's said they got him, like, you know, I really was. Like, this fellow lad is, is brilliant, like, and... Like you, Mark, and that's and he's just strolling in the the low landings. And, and even the courts team themselves, Mark, seem to have got a good rhythm in the courts league as well, haven't they? Seems to have picked up a bit after did a bit of a sticky start, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from, from from the Saint Mary game, the next game then is uh, the second leg of the, the Europa League playoff. Uh, it's a big game for Celtic to, to get into the Europa League groups, as we don't want to be kind of dropping down to the Conference League. The 2-0 up mark thing, is it comfortable for Celtic or do we still need to be careful in this tie? 
I don't think it's comfortable, but confident we'll get through. I don't, I don't see us losing, losing over there, Paul. I really don't. I mean, I didn't. I said that if on my review is a is a home game. I did I didn't think. Although they harassed us and done their pressing well and all that, I just I didn't mm. be that impressed with them. It's like a good team. Do you get what I mean? They were, see, look, to me they were like one of the I keep going on about it. One of the well organised, well drilled teams, but we contained it. Mm-hmm. Like you do. The spark. They didn't need much. Yeah. Know, I mean, there's nothing special about them. Like you do think maybe past Celtic teams in Europe like our way from in Europe hasn't been that great in, in in previous years. Could that play into some effect here, or is it? That'd be totally wiped out on the edge, what, what they did in previous seasons. I just kind of see, like, what, what, I don't, sorry, what, what I don't understand as well is obviously the area the BZ has just started, they're, they're well behind us in mm-hmm. games played. And Dutch football, rightly or wrongly, help teams out in Europe to give them players rests and stuff. And what I don't understand is AZ. The game at the weekend was rescheduled, so they had more time to re- prepare for the Celtic game. Surely, like says, you need to play more. Ga- I just think Celtic are just too far ahead just now mm-hmm. in the preparation. And I already commented on AZ's defence in the past. I just kind of see their defence keeping Celtic out. Especially I, it, when Mike Wade have to kind of attack as well. It's going to open up space for us, isn't it? Yeah, like says AZ. I think the will score, but there's no way that that team are stopping Celtic from scoring either. And we're having a two goal cushion. It's got to look good for Celtic, has it? Mm-hmm. Barry yourself? I wish I was as confident as what Mark and Mikey are. Uh, I, I'm not not no, confident that, that we're. No, you know what? I, it's, it's always me as well, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but like, Barry, I put it this way to you, like, you're going on... Biting blood on you. <laughs> you're, 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 you're going on past experience from, from, from Celtic, and, and we do fall in Europe, do you know what I mean? You know, and that I will thought, to I, I, was, I, I went to the game last week, uh, and you know what, Celtic were fantastic, uh, you know, going forward. There's still that wee bit of doubt at the back, and I think, you know, they, they, they showed me enough... Uh, last week to think that it will be a it will be a game. We're, we're in for a game on Thursday. Um, I think they were a wee bit wasteful in front of goal. If I'm perfectly honest, they could have scored a goal or two. But then, like kind of what Mikey says, we've got goals in that team, mm-hmm. and I think I think it'll be interesting to see what team Ange goes with because if it was me, I'd be putting Kyogo through the middle, uh, and if that means dropping Edward out, so be it. Because I just think that he he'd be a much bigger threat. To that back four uh, or the the, the defence at Alkmaar. So the sharpness is gone when Edward comes into the team. Like, you know, the, like the the movement up front isn't as less fluent. Do you get me? You know, like they don't they don't seem to be. Edward kind of is more still than as like Kyogo would move around and he'd make the space for other players. You know. Yeah, I mean Kyogo doesn't stop. He just he's continually on the move, and I've said it before. It's an absolute nightmare for defenses to see players that, that don't give them a second, that don't like stand still. Like Edward does. Edward's more static. That's his style. It's not a criticism. That's his style. He, he likes to sort of stand and be this in the in the central areas. But see, from a defensive point of view, that that's quite easy to mark. 
Whereas Kyogo, he just wanders, he drifts off, he, he looks to go in behind, he presses, you know, he is non-stop. So for me, he'd be a bigger concern for them than what Edward would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I actually think that they're a better team than what I thought they were. I'm not saying Celtic aren't going to go through, I still think Celtic in a great position. Uh, it just so happens that, you know, the, with the away goals not counting, it's a wee bit disappointing because I think it, like, it potentially goes against us in this case. I've said that, um, but, that last week. We didn't want it mm-hmm. if they count last week, but they would suit as if they count it this week, wouldn't it? Exactly, exactly. But, um, but you know, we're, Barry, there's any way Celtic's got to go there and lose three, lose three, be three clear goals? I hope you're right, mate. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. No, I, 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 start out would be. I know what you're saying. I, I, you know what? It's going to be interesting. Even looking at the team, the way they're playing, it's just. As Mikey says, you just can't see them keeping Celtic out. Well, that's the thing. It's going to be interesting because, and I don't think Angel set up any differently. I don't no. think he's going to say, "Well, you know, let's protect the two 0 lead." Just, I think he's going to go out there and kill the guys. That's what I was going to ask you about. Like, do you think Ange will? Go defensive, like I, I, no, I don't no, think he's I, going to ever be a manager who will defend in the game. I don't I, because for the simple reason as well. Not only is that goes against his philosophy, but we're particularly vulnerable at the back still, in my yeah. opinion, just now. So to actually try and protect you, for me, you're dicing with danger. So I, I think he's going to send them out the same way, go and try and get a hold of the game. But that team are. are are decent, they, they, you know. I, I, like I say, I've seen enough of them last Thursday. They, they keep the ball well, they spread it well. They're, they're pretty decent in possession. I just, I just like if we get the first goal, I'll feel a whole lot better about the tie. <laughs> That's crucial, Mark. Isn't it? That if Celtic get the first goal, can it ease a bit of nerves and I feel it, it'll put more push on them to open up then as well, Mark. And then there's more goals to come then, isn't there? If you get the first goal, that's 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 a tie over for me, Paul. You know because. As 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 Barry said there, like, like we really want to be kind of keeping the pressure off our defence as well, Mark, because they are still still vulnerable. And I mean, you're saying you know, that we don't set the team up defensively. I mean, I mean, we've spoken about it often enough about like game management, Paul, when it's mm-hmm. players on and to tighten the game up. But see, even when he's doing that, like taking off, like bringing Sorrow and taking off McGregor and do you know what I mean? He's you're, like bringing on McCarthy, you see, like mere, mere physical defensive players to protect. But the, the, the team's still looking for goals. Goals, exactly. Exactly. He's making the changes. Like, as I say, you bring on like, your Soros and McCarthy to tighten things up. The game's 20 minutes to go. But for the 20 minutes, it's not a case of, right, we've got. Sit back. Exactly. Odin midfielder will sit back. We'll still play our same game. We'll still go forward looking for goals. I think, we'll, I think that's the, the formation and the thing will maybe tweak a wee bit, whatever. But I don't think it for the actual philosophy of the way that he wants the game to be played. I don't think he'll ever change that. Do you think maybe a bit we, of bummer when it comes to look what happened? Rogers went toe to toe with PSG. Exactly. That, but I think Marquis Andrew will have a bit of a football brain there. That, Maybe he can't go toe to toe with these teams, and then we could see the likes of McCarthy and Zor maybe coming into those big games. Do you know what I mean? But as his philosophy, Mark, they're going to still attack. Do you get me? But they'd be kind of a more, they'd be more de- of a defensive cover there. Uh, Do you get me? Kind of, maybe nobody's full. Oh, yeah, but it'll still be kind of fast moving, the fast pressing and that. But can you see maybe McCarthy coming in to the start lineup, Mark? I will think maybe it'd be more of the same midfield because they're doing so well at the moment. Oh, I don't know. McCarthy, maybe come in and get him ready for Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. Just to keep Sunday as well. If he starts, if he starts against uh, Alkmaar, I'm starting Sunday. Are you? Don't give a bit. And what about the, the the big question again, Mark, for for everyone? Uh, uh, and Barry mentioned as well, and Mikey's always mentioned it. Like, is are we going to start with Edward in the centre again? Because we do lose a bit of fluency, Mark. When he does come on or starts, don't he, Edward? Uh, you know? No, for, it's good to be kind of, when we talk about for Thursday night. Yeah. For Thursday, I Kyogo through the middle again. You want to kill off the game straight away, Mark? I'd, I'd go to say it like, oh, Kyogo, wouldn't you? Well, he's, pro- he's proven that for here, play him through the middle and he's going to score you goals. Play him out wide and he's maybe not going to score you goals, but he'll still run teams ragged. But mm-hmm. play him in the middle, running teams ragged and scoring goals, that would be the ideal. The new uh, Jacko comes in. Thank good man, Mikey, for coming up with that. Because I've done. What did you do? What did? You, what would you do, Mikey, on Thursday with the front three? I play uh, Abada, Kyogo, and Christy. Mhm. All together. I don't think Forrest is any great. I, I, I mean, Forrest or Christy, either or starters, I wouldn't be too. I tell you, like. Fair enough, Forrest got the goal there, like, but he he isn't up to speed uh, with the pace of like of, of Ange's game either, is he, Forrest? Like, considering the, the pace that he has, Forrest. Yeah, as well, Paul. Yeah, Back, you know, it's going to take him a wee bit of slack or that. I mean, oh, I know that, yeah, but like, definitely not lost a bit of pace. And we've spoken you know, about it before, all, all the guys that are on like, spoke about it, like his decision making, getting outside or inside, and things like that, but. What I'm saying, like, it's not a starter, Mark, with Abadad there, like, do you know what I mean? No, Abadad, if Abadad's fully fit and Forrest's fully fit, it's Abadad every day of the week for me. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, like, I'm not going to go predictions, I think it's, it's it's too much of a big game, but I fancy Celtic myself to go through, but there's a small bit of caution there, just just with our, our defence, look, I, I, I'm confident that, that, that Celtic will go through. The next game is uh, on Thursday, uh, sorry, s- Sunday, uh, big game, the first uh, Glasgow Derby against Rangers. Uh, no Celtic supporters in the stadium. The Rangers saying it's over COVID, but we know they're shitting themselves already. <laughs> you know, you know, but bold, we, we can't play no different. Statement that, Paul, that's a bold statement there. But that's, that's fact. They were waiting for an excuse not to put Celtic fans into the stadium because they're shitting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I say it no different. COVID, COVID or no COVID, there's no problem when they're travelling to, to, to matches, is there? <laughs> you know, Celtic fans are just around the corner. You know, that's the only reason, that's the only link, because they're shitting themselves. <laughs> no, big game, that's just, it's, it, it's the first uh, Glasgow derby of the season. Mike, I come to you first. Uh, how design set up for this? Uh, you know, will, will Ange be feeling pressure here from, uh, uh, because it's the first Glasgow derby? And does he need to win it? I don't think he'll be feeling any pressure. Like he says, he's managed. Like people need to realise as well, and the press will be jumping on over it. But mm-hmm. he's, he's did loads of managed loads of big games in the past. But I mean, the biggest stage in the world is the World Cup. 
and he's managed there and did no bad for Australia and that. And the press will try and put try and put pressure on that, but that guy will not be phased by that again. I mean, look at the opponents, like you say, at the start of the season that they've had. You can only play what's in front of you. And what we're playing in front of it just now isn't it? Like you say, last season they got away with murder, like you say, banging closed doors. Mm-hmm. Like you say, if they start off, start off ropey on Sunday and go 1 0 down, and then the fans turn on them, and like you say, Paul, the players will shake themselves. Because I think that's that key. Is. If we, as I've written down here, if, if said the start from the start the way we play, all right, and we put them under pressure, and if we get the first goal, their fans will be on their backs and Rangers won't have to handle that. And we saw that already this season. They can handle their fans on their backs. So it's crucial, Barry, that said to get the first goal in this game. You know? I, th- I think I think the game plan for Ange will be to go out and completely control the game. Selling, mm. He'll want them to, Selling to go out and can get a hold of that midfield, get a hold of the tempo, get a hold of the ball and, and control the game from the start. If the Selling can do that, I don't see any problems for us on Sunday. I think if we get, I think we've got too much for them. It's two very different styles of play: Gerard's style and Angie's mm-hmm. style. And if we can go and, and really dictate the play and take the game to Rangers, I don't. I said it before. I don't think any club in Scotland can live with what we are doing just now. And, and I include Rangers in that. Uh, but you know, it remains to be seen. You know, we've got to go and do the business. Sorry, I'm saying that, but we've got to go and do the business. But I'm confident that if we can go and, like I say, take a stranglehold in the game, let our good players dictate the tempo of the game and keep the tempo that we've been played, I just cannot see how they, they can live with us. I really can't. That's just so that's idea. it. That's the main thing, Mark, that we have to play the way we, we've progressed to play. There's no reason for us to change our system because it's Rangers. We play the game that what we we've been playing since the Dundee game really, that that's when this team started to click since the Dundee game, and if we keep playing since we have since then, we should be able to grab this game by the skin of its neck and and did take as Barry said the tempo of the game. That's why Rangers won't be able to handle handle us. That's why I think McCarthy might start on Thursday with the because yeah, because we've lost the midfield battles, Mark. Exactly. In recent games, and we need someone there. Like the last, we need a Scott Brown replacement in like that kind of midfield battle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. that type of player. He's going to add someone's and who can tackle there, Mark. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. only worry about McCarthy is, and you know what I feel about McCarthy. You know the regard I hold him in. He's had literally no game time whatsoever. He's played maybe 10, 15 minutes or each time for, and so he said no pre-season games his fitness yeah will not be a problem because you can run all day but actual match fitness is a wee bit of concern because he's literally had no pre-season games so I don't know I don't know how you balance that you know do you throw him in from the start against Alkmaar he might do he might very well do but I don't know I kind of was hoping that he might play against St Murn at the weekend to give him 90 minutes but I, I don't know what happened he wasn't off the bench well, he wasn't on the bench, Mark. Well, that's what I mean. I was surprised. So, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what happened there. If he's maybe got a wee knock or whatever, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Because, like I said, McCarthy would probably be ready made to <laughs> step in. He's, he's the type of player you, you'd want, Ibrox, isn't he? Uh, but whether he's ready or not to, to go and start the game, midfield general into that side, but you kind of get there. I, yeah. I mean, it was like 
amount we get bullied even if it was like uh, Andy Hart exactly we did we get bullied McCarthy's not going to let you get bullied in these type of games because that's it Mark because yeah, flair players I mean turn the likes of doesn't mind a tackle either McGregor can be a bit a wee tough not but it's a bit some of his tackles can be a bit reckless as well in fact this is like you could put it too like this is the first Glasgow derby uh, that we had though since Scott Brown left and we were all saying that Scott Brown slows down the game I think I know Scott Brown's not there that we're able to play our tempo and, and we shouldn't worry about what, what Rangers are trying to do but my key thing here is that the, 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 our experienced players like Joe Hart Cal McGregor Tom Rogic these lads who've been there, Christy, need to get all these new players and, and young players to keep a level head, not to get involved in Rangers antics like Morales trying to look for a free kick, trying to try not to get involved in that stuff like Scott Brown used to have. Do you get me? You know, we we just need to be concentrating our own game because these lads will go down and look for penalties. We can't be giving away silly free kicks or or, or, or silly tackles in the box either. You know, that's that's gonna play a big part in this game as well, I think. You, you, know? need to, like, say, you just need to look at the teams, right? And this isn't uh, just uh, like, uh, uh, it's facts, it's common sense, right? Look at the Rangers squad and then look at Celtics just now. And mm-hmm. put the 11, their best 11 against their, our best 11, right? And let's be honest here, right? There's what no Rangers case in that team. gets into Celtics start 11 right now? Not one. Not one. And that's not me being trying to be bitter. Or that. It's just being truthful, eh? There's not one Rangers player in that whole team that would get into Celtic starting 11 just now. So if Celtic just keep playing the way that they're playing, no, no, especially but, McGregor, yeah, but that's, they don't want him dropped exactly. anyway. So. That weak league is gone, Mark. You get me? Aye, but last year that was probably, you'd have said, I'd have, into McGregor game his due. He's, he's been a good keeper. I've seen him this season as well. He's not the keeper he's been the last couple of years. JFP goes on about it. He tells his laddie that when they sign McGregor back, he's going to be worth 25, whatever it was. But he struggled this season, Mark. Oh, he's really, I've, what I've seen him, he's really, really struggling. Even, even the high balls, he seems That's to why, be... Like, I remember talking about McCarthy and that, and like I said, we've been saying McCarthy for years. But I just think Celtics need to play the way they've been playing. Exactly. Like I said, if they play the way they've been playing, what is like, their defence going to do? Has anybody seen that Calvin Bassey? You better with Shirley Bassey at the back <laughs> than him, eh? If we play, you know I mean? if we play the way we've been playing, and they play the way they've been playing, we'll pump them. That's what I'm saying. That's that's going back to Mark. That they need to. We should get. We should get involved. Yeah, we, yeah, they, we just need they, to continue what we're doing. But they, we should they, be getting involved in the way Rangers play. Just play our own game. And we did because if we play the tempo, Mark, they're not going to be able to keep up with us because I mean that, they're not a fast team. They're not fast. That Tavernier, he's honking. He, I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. He is honking. It's all going to be, I mean, I've, I've, I've drawn a short straw. I need to keep keep an eye on the Rangers live chat things and all that. And they give him pelters on that every single game. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to get with me, I don't really bother what Rangers fans are saying. That's where I get most of what their opinions come from. But even they were on the other day, how's this guy getting in? Is that Patterson, the young player, Patterson, they going about? And they're going about how Taverni is getting in, in the team in front of him and things like that. I mean, how's Taverni going to handle somebody like a badder? Exactly. Oh, you'll rip him a new arsehole. It'd be like uh, a badder's probably... What's that fella's name, Mark, in uh, still game that places? The bookies. He's always placing the bets. Winston. 
We'll still be up to the second debate. He but, must be shitting yourselves. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I like. See, going back to like you said, and I've said it before, and I've said it in the live chat. The, remember when Scott Sinclair used to play against Tavernier? Mm-hmm. What, what used to happen? It's exactly what's going to happen when Abada and that swap wins on on Sunday, because he can't deal. He can't defend. No. That's At all. Point of, <laughs> can he? I feared we going about we going about players or oh, they're good going forward and things like that. But see, to be honest as well, he, he isn't that good going forward either. That's his penalties. Yeah, he takes penalties. You know, but it's it's crucial though that uh, Barry we we turn their fans against them because I think. Rangers will start bottling it then again if, if their fans turn against them. And I think, I think the pressure's more on Gerard now than it is on Ange. Well, that's, I mean, you're, you're seeing the early signs already. Now that mm-hmm. the fans are back in and, you know, they've had two or three poor results. And, you know, you listen to the phone-ins and, and there's fans already, you know, believe it or not, calling for his head. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, you know, without going back over old ground, there's no doubt, I'll say it again, Celtic really suffered badly without the fans being in the stadiums last year and Rangers thrived. They benefited not having their own fans on their back. Well, Sunday's going to be a prime example. Like you say, if we can get a hold of that game and really take it to them, their fans are going to be right on their back. Then we'll see how they deal with it. And like you say, Paul, if we go a goal ahead, see how they handle the pressure. But I think the way we are playing just now, it could and should be a relatively comfortable afternoon for it. It doesn't always work out like that when it's a Glasgow derby, but I just, you know, I've got confidence. I've got more confidence on Sunday than I do on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel between the fans compared to last season, you know, these games is night and day as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if people, like mm-hmm. guys are saying to me, oh, you're jumping the gun a bit here and that and that. Like, I'm no jumping the gun a bit. I can't believe the Celtic team that I'm watching now. I can't like, go back to, uh, I mean, you talked about it, Mark. Who have designed free transfers? They haven't really invested in their squad. They're bringing in people on free transfers. They're trying, yeah, like players and nobody's won. I'm not saying nobody's won. I'm nobody's buying the money that they're looking for. I mean, we I think we we need to we need to. Ryan work. wanting it, sir. And uh, what's his name? Um, Kamara wants out. The 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 finish lad wants out. They're just putting these crazy prices on them that nobody's going to fork up for. Yeah, um, I was going to say, do, do you think, uh, he, he obviously says Mark, he hasn't been on the moon and, and, and stuff like that, but it's going to be the the first time Ange and a lot of these Celtic players feel this toxic atmosphere that, that will be alive because there's no Celtic fans there. At the start, like that could play to so, some benefit to Rangers, but it's, it's come down to the experience last year. To get the young lads to kind of put that to the back head and, and concentrate the game from the start in this, you know, like the likes of uh, Hart has been there before at Man City. Like these lads, Aye. they big. They have to play a big role here, Mark, don't they? The la- you, see the, you see the pre-game huddle, you see McGregor, Bowling, mm-hmm. and even you've seen Joe Hart gone as well. That's what we're talking about—the kind of experience these guys can bring to the team. So I mean, Joe Hart's played in some of the biggest games and. The world is, do you know what I'm even doing? Like the money side of the game, whatever you want to call it, but the Manchester derbies, England, Engl- I mean, England's played in some hell holes. Uh, I mean, in away games, and 
uh, like Eastern Europe and places like that. So the atmosphere's not going to get to guys like Joe Hart. They're just blank. They'll, the experienced players, I'm sure even Michael will tell you we Kyogo, there's a few, probably a few tasty kind of games that way you're in Japan as well, Mikey. That, yeah. that atmosphere's that kind of on-topian, and heavy going kind of thing, sir. That's what, like, since going over, going over to the J League, and I've said it before, like, the, the team he just came for, get 70 old thousand mm-hmm. every other week, like it says, and... And they'll whether it's, rivals, and as I say, it'll get a bit, a bit arabocious, isn't it? There's like 10... Oh, do, you, do, do you wait team be coming over, over Japan? Do you wait team come over and hoover up the... The home team seating area. Aye, that's the aye, but there'll still be derbies or the other matter to people. Well, like Kyogo's not going to understand. I don't mean that's I maybe she said, but Kyogo's not going to understand a word anybody anything. Do you know what I mean? When he's going to take a free kick, they can really shout anything they want, and he's not going to have a clue what they're shouting at him. So mm-hmm. just be water off a duck's back to these kind of, you know what I mean? Level a young player. Level of players are no experience in big games everywhere about the world. Like I said, the top four teams in Japan, the smallest stadium's 50,000. Is that right, Mikey? Aye. Yep. Like I says, the team that he came for, 73,000. The Red Diamonds, 64,000. Is that, is that what they use the stadiums for? Yeah. And then you've got Tokyo and uh, San Tris, with 50,000 as well. So, I mean, like, and 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 like you say, they're full, full. Like, uh, like I say, the guys over in the neck of the wood, they love their football. Like, uh. <laughs> did, you the video, so, did you see the video on Twitter? I think it was a game about the MLS or something like that, and the boy cracked the woman. It was like a guy and a woman up in the, up in the stands, and the next thing he turned the big boy just turned around and just clattered that woman. Jesus, so it's almost the same there with the French League there at the weekend there, Marseille and things, yeah. Imagine that, Hamda, a derby. Jesus Christ, why'd we, the whole game against me banned for the season. Uh, speaking about Spain's violence and, and we're moving on and we just have the live chat to be mindful of what they, they print up on, on the live chat. Um, Celtic have released a statement condoning the behaviour of, of Rangers supporters on travelling on a bus on their way to the game against Rock County at the weekend. They were singing racist chants towards Celtic forward Kyogo Fugahashi. Uh, this behaviour is disgusting and, and it's about time Celtic stood up and demanded action of a proper investigation by the Scottish Affairs, Scottish Police and Rangers. Rangers have since come out with a statement banning these supporters, banning the supporters club they come from, and just come out and said Celtic have to protect uh, Kyogo, saying that he feels bad for the player, that he brought him here, and this atmosphere shouldn't be happening. Mike, I come to you first because I, I know you, you, you spoke to us before on, on the podcast about racial abuse that your friend Jonas received at Soccer Message. If you want to come in first on this. Yeah, it's an absolute disgrace, but what I like to say is Rangers seem to be getting plaudits for the way that they've acted on it. What else were they meant to do, like? I mean, well well done, you've banned fans that have been racist chanting. Well, there has still hasn't been no apology to Kyogre from Rangers. That, that, yeah, but that's that, a that big issue, yeah. Well, like I say, I'm going to bring it up. In the last three weeks, I'm not going to mention names and that because I do hate social media, so I help work for other guys and that. There's been... Hundreds, uh, a, a tweet 
directed at Kyogo himself, pictures and everything, Rangers fans and everything, doing exactly what was on the bus, and it's all been directly added, if you want, at Rangers Football Club. So this has been going on for weeks, and the mm. only reason that they've stepped in and did anything now is because it's in the mainstream viral. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason it's viral. In fact, it never went viral. Jink, what would they have did? Jink, that they would have came at their self-worth statement. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's, it's good what they did. Well, what else were they meant to do? They had to do it. They were, for, <laughs> were forced into doing it, basically, Mikey, they were. Mm-hmm. No, what should happen like, now, Mark? Like, oh, Mikey, like, sh- should the police now come in and prosecute these lads? Like, their, their identities have been named, like, you know what I mean? Well, it wasn't hard, like you say, because on the, the, exactly. the, the guy says, I'm not going to mention his name because we're on this, but I know he's, his address is already posted out on the Google. The guy's name. You know what I mean? Because the Snapchat name, if you look at the pictures on the Daily Record and the Sun, his name's literally at the top of the Snapchat picture. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is type in his name and then Scotland or Snapchat and it'll come up his account. That's obviously been banned now. So he never exactly made it hard for him to find. Mm-hmm. But like you say, this has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. So like, yeah, plaudits for what they've done regarding this. But what about the other weeks of abuse that's been directed at Rangers to try and do something about it, which they haven't? No, because when they came out with this campaign, I didn't mean to it's called anybody, anywhere or something like that, but it was like, these people, if they step out of line, they'll get sent on this programme we're running. Do you know what I mean? Are they going to force these guys to go on this course that they do? Before they get any chance to get a ticket back? I mean, me, you're, you're... banned indefinitely. How can you say they're banned? How can you come back for that? If you get caught being somebody... Not just them, but the supporters club, Mark. They bought shame on their supporters club as well, because... I mean, didn't you, Paul, if you've seen the video... It's disgusting. No, it wasn't just one or two Darfee... No, it's a whole bus. They'll follow the drink. Do you get what... I think my, if my I, problem with the... Right, I was... Your supporters bus was notorious for Hamilton, right? It was notorious. <laughs> but there was lines you didn't cross... It seems like mm-hmm. some guys getting on the bus follow the scoops and things like that. See if they did actually see it. They get a wee clip around the ear and tell... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know it's only supporters buses, but there's always been a line, Mikey, isn't there? There's always yeah, like, a line you don't cross on us when you're coming well, when you're coming to singing songs. I mean, Jonas was talking about it earlier. Yeah, I just want to ask you what was Jonas and uh, saying about it, Mikey. Speaking to Jonas, because Jonas will probably be on in the next couple of shows anyway, if he's getting a month. Next week, next week, at the end of the pod, end so, of month, yeah. We will bring it up with Jonas, but Mikey... Well, we were talking about it. I mean, I, we, we, we said it for years. You're no born a racist or no. a bigot. No, no, you're not born it. It's You've been brought up into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. People say, oh, it's just a few stupid guys that have had a drink in that. At what point in your life is it acceptable after having a pint to do the <laughs> actions that they were doing? It's not People trying to use blaming... Because... Well, you, kind of, like, sorry, go on. Just blaming drinking drugs for... Being an like, says, and you just need, you just need to go, go on their actual, like, says, because after something like this, I like to go on the other side's page oh. and I want to actually see what they're actually saying about it uh, you, know, you still see their comments on the other side still trying to say oh well it's, but it's alright when the other side there they can't what? like they, they, they can't just admit they're wrong they've always got to try and dig up something what other, side, what, what other side is because I can't, can't remember any 
racist abuse from Celtic fans towards any player in Scotland like this? Uh, no, there has been isolated incidents over the years. Nobody's disputing that, and they're all going about the thing with Mark Walters for years ago. But I, I mean, you're talking 30 odd years ago. That's different times, Mark. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Times have changed. There was riots. Aye. Up in the north, there was more Catholic and Rangers thing, like, you know what I mean? It's acceptable what happened to Mark Walters. I was only a wee a boy at the time, but I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong to just abuse anybody because of the colour of their skin or even, even because of their religion. I mean, That's they, I mean that... they have this preconception of some idea that we get took to school and, like, ba- I mean, honestly, basically, the thing we get learned, I see that, ah, fuck the Queen and that, right? start singing these IRA songs and that's the kind of mentality these people they think we get taught at school to hate Protestants that's what, that's what came up in the World Twitter cult I mean that's uh, bonkers look what you've been te- teaching us Catholic schools like does that not play a part there? I was never brought up to hate people in, in my class no, I mean, it was only a few years ago at their stadium where Scott Sinclair scored the penalty at the the other side away from the Celtic supporters and remember the guy in the crowd with the, the, the gestures. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they've got to try and p- pick up drivel for back in the 80s where guys were, like, says it, and there was a lot on, on education back then. Let's not beat about the bush like, yeah, it was like, it was frowned upon. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Different era. Aye. You know what I mean? And, but yeah, like, says, if a Rangers, like, says, surely they're not that stupid to think. That, that's just an isolated incident. Like it says, and until they actually look into the previous, like it says, and I've got the pictures on my computer right in front of us, like, uh, you're talking like 26 pictures for different Whoa. people on about Kyogo. 26. So what are they going to do with it? Because until they actually hold their hands up and say, we're going to investigate this, they're going to be getting so plummeted about the internet. Uh. Mm-hmm. Barry, not, Sorry, my God. I'm just making they're not going to investigate it because I really, I mean, it's it's still the old bigotry, bigotry. Be, yeah, because of Rangers banned them now, Mark. Yeah, I did because the clubs banned them now and stuff. That may is going to be brushed under the back and everything in this. But see if you know? see after all the liquidation, Sevco stuff. See if Rangers came out and said, "Oh, that forget about that. Don't come in here and start singing anti-Catholic, anti-Irish." racist anything songs you're only welcome but you'll be getting banned that club would never have got to where it's where it got to last season mm-hmm. that's what the kind of I mean their PR man used to work for the DUP right, so they're right away the guy's an absolute clown do you know what I mean mm-hmm. they've got doing their PR if that club didn't have the foundations of this kind of vileness they wouldn't exist they wouldn't exist to the levels that they are. Well, I think, Barry, my main concern is now is uh, for, for the well-being of Kyogre and Sunday when he's in the stadium, the, the abuse that maybe he will, start, will receive from the stands in, on Sunday at Ibrox. Oh, you know what, I'm sure it'll come, Paul, but I, I mean, like kind of Mark touched on earlier, you know, hopefully he just doesn't understand exactly what they're trying to say to him. I know that it can make sense, but like you guys, I mean, you've gone over it. It's 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 sad. It's disgusting. It's it's probably in line with what we're used to, we're used to associating with the club. Listen, not all fans. Mm-hmm. Not all fans. Was any of you surprised really when the videos came out? No, 
But it's going down to what Mikey said, Mark, like it's general, it's genetic. It's bred into them from their, their families. And it, it's okay. moving down the family tree every time. Aye, that's you know? school, school systems, you know, that's part of it. It's no, you learn that stuff in the house. You learn all that hatred for your parents and your older brothers and sisters and your peers. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I've no sang some dodgy songs when I was younger. I don't think anybody can hold their hands up and say they have any. Do you know what I mean? But as you get older, you like... That's banter, Mark. Do you mean those songs are a, 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 a oh, bit of No, I'll admit it, Paul. I sung some terrible songs probably back in the day and I'm not using drink. But do you know what I mean? You get caught up in moments and just mm. things. But I'm, I'm getting back when I was in a young teenager and laughing. Do you know what I mean? You, you learn as you get older. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these fellas, Mark, weren't young. That's the problem. No. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know what? They, they had plenty to say about four months ago when Glenn Tamara was racially yes. abused. They had plenty to say about it. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they say now. And we stood and we stood by them, Barry, Scott Brown. And rightly so. And, yeah. and rightly so. Because there's just no place for it in any, yeah. in any walk of life. Never mind football. Any walk of life, there's no place for any kind of racism. You know, we need to move away from Stephen Gerrard or, or some of the backroom staff, Gary McAllister, should come up to Kyogre on Sunday and say something to him. Could we, we apologise for some of our fans said as a as a good but you know it's not gonna happen. That's not that's not what Rangers football club do, is it Mark? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. To be honest, I but I wouldn't like to be kinda Skeptical, skeptical. If they did do it and think, ah, oh, is this another VPR stunt? If they've come out the night and says that's a matter of clothes, why would they come out and do that on Sunday? Mm-hmm. I mean, just exactly. if they come out and apologise to Kyogo, nobody's even come out and apologised. No, exactly. The picture of the wee boy. I mean, they were trying to palm it off that oh, it wasn't the members of the bus that were on it. I'm surprised they didn't try to put a BG something on to us or something like that. They said, they came, some of the things I read, they said that the guys that were doing it, they weren't the members of the bus. Well, it was half the bus for a start that were doing it. Exactly. One of them had put up some Snapchat message or whatever you call it, and it was him apologising to the people on the bus. And he was t- standing back for being on the committee of the bus. So how's that know somebody's part of the bus? And people are, you know, it's a bit harsh no getting the bus away tickets. If you're taking a bus full of Celtic supporters somewhere, you're responsible for them. You're responsible exactly. for their behaviour. Because see if you get pulled with the police, see if you're the convener, it's you that, you that gets the fine. It's a personal fine to you if that bus, if you're the convener of that bus. Mm-hmm. Right, folks, we we leave it at that. Mark, if anything else you want to add on, or Mikey or, or Barry? No, I'm fine. Just thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, hit the like button, the subscribe button, and if you've got the technical capabilities, please leave a uh, comment because that helps us move up the YouTube algorithm. Hey, hey, lads. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Barry and Mikey as well. Hail, hail. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumors TV YouTube channel. 